Alright, what's up friends? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're learning um, Daf Lamad Gimel of Mesech de Brachos. Yeah, uh, another really big Daf, but also another Daf with some pretty cool stuff in here. Um, yeah, we're going to start off uh, sort of finishing up about some Shmon Esrei kind of stuff. And then we're going to um, spend a bunch of time talking about Havdalah. And then towards the end, we're just going to get some to some pretty interesting kind of cool little things. So without further ado, let's do it. So we're starting on Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, about, I don't know, eight, nine lines from the bottom. There's a two dots. It says, Afilo HaMelech Sho'el B'Shlomo Lo Yeshivenu. So this says in the um, uh, Mishnah that even if a king asks, how are you? Says hello to you. Um, do not answer if you're davening Shmoneh Now, I'm not exactly sure if this is specifically um, talking about like the Hasidim Arishonim, they wouldn't answer. You know, even if a king would answer him, would ask him how he's doing, or if it means that we should do the same. I'm not exactly sure. Let's see. So, Amr of Yosef, Zakht of Yosef, Loshanu El Malchi Yisrael. So, when we say that, um, you know, don't don't answer even the king, so that is talking about a Jewish king of Amalke, Malchi Akum, but um, a king of the idol worshippers, um, Poseik. So then um, you would stop, probably because it could be a uh, situation of sakanas nefashis that, uh, you know, it could kill you. Mesvei, but we have a contradiction. If a person's davening and he saw, sees, well, you know, onus is um, translated generally as race, rape. So I don't know if Kilo, you saw a rapist coming his way or just generally, you know, I guess a, a person who may harm you. Um, or he saw a wagon coming his way. He's like davening in the middle of the road, or as my great uncle would say, in the gutter. And he saw a wagon coming his direction. So then, lo ye mapsik ele makatzer. So he wouldn't, uh, he shouldn't stop. He shouldn't make a hefsik, but he should rather um, just shorten, right? Makatzer vole, he should just kind of shorten his um, prayer. So, so meaning, so many. So the question is, we're saying that if somebody who may harm you comes your way, then 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 you should stop. Yet over here, we're saying if something that is going to harm you or somebody that is going to harm you is coming your way, then you shouldn't stop. You should just kind of you know hurry up. So lokasha posek. So it depends. If you can you know just quickly finish up, like you're at the end of your shmona essay, so finish up. But if that's not going to be a possibility, so then just stop and, and you know, make sure that you stay out of trouble. So there was a story about a certain chassid that he was davening. And um, so and a certain officer came by and he said shalom to this chassid who was in the middle of Shmon Esrei. And the chassid basically ignored him. So him to so the the um, officer waited for the chassid to finish his Shmon Esrei. So after the um, chassid finished his Shmon Esrei, the officer said, you idiot. Doesn't it say in your Torah? Okay, I wonder how the, okay, the officer somehow knew verses. Doesn't it say in your Torah that you have to guard yourself and be careful? And it says you should, you know, surely protect your life. So 
So when I, as a very fancy officer, said hello to you, how come you didn't respond? Right? Now, if I were to take my sword right here and slice off your head, who, who's going to take me to court? Alright? So the Chassid said, you know, wait, wait a second, I am going to convince you. And the Chassid told him, so, Mr. Officer, so if um, you were in front of a king of flesh and blood and your friend came by and said hello to you, would you respond? He said, no, no, I would not. And if you would say hello to your friend, when you were standing in front of the king, what would they do to you? He said, they would slice off my head with a sword. So, so the chassid had this officer right where he wanted him. And he said, So he taught this chassid, so he taught this officer about kavachomers. And he said, So, so you know, if you were saying that when you're standing in front of a king of flesh and blood who today is here and tomorrow will be in his grave, you wouldn't interrupt. You know, you you wouldn't interrupt your dialogue for somebody who interrupted. So Ani, so all the more so I. Right, that I'm standing in front of the king of all kings. He's even the king of your king. Right? That he lives for all eternity. Um, certainly then, don't you understand why I didn't interrupt what I was doing in order to say hello to you? So, 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 um, the, the, the officer was convinced and the chassid um, went to his house with his head on his shoulders. Very beautiful story. So even if a um, snake is wrapped around his leg, he should not stop. So Rav Sheshes says that, by the way, this is only talking about a, a snake, because a snake is less sort of, uh, you know, t- um, has less of a tendency to bite you. However, a scorpion, uh, if you have a scorpion on your leg, then you should interrupt your Shmonesre and get rid of him because he may bite you and that um, would be dangerous. Meisve, we have a kasha. If you have a guy who was um, somewhere and he fell into a den of lions, you can't just assume that because he fell into the den of lions that he is dead, right? And the implication, you know, and the nafkamina being that his wife would be able to get remarried. Um, because maybe the, I, uh, maybe the lions aren't so hungry and they'll leave him alone. However, However, if he fell into a pit that was filled with either snakes or scorpions, then you can testify about him that he is dead. No, so we see over there that snakes are equally as um, dangerous as scorpions. So if we're saying that 
if there's a snake around his uh, legs, he shouldn't interrupt Hishmon Esrei. Well, then the same thing should apply for scorpions. So why would Rav Shesha say that you would interrupt for, interrupt for scorpions? Both of them seem to be equally as lethal. So Shani Hasam Gagav Itzitza Mazke. No, so the Gemara answer is that when he falls into a pit of snakes or scorpions, it's different. The only reason why the snakes would kill him in that case is because you disturb them by um, falling on them. But in a regular situation where they just kind of wrap themselves around your leg, they're not necessarily, necessarily lethal and um, you would not interrupt your Shmon Esrei. Okay? Very nice. Okay? Now again, I'm not sure if it's talking about like you and I or if this is talking about um, Hasidim. I don't know. Maybe it's talking about you and I. Amr Yitzchak, Zaktehelik, or Yitzchak, Rosh Varim, Posek. If you see oxen while you're davening, you should interrupt, you should stop your davening and go to safety. Nitani, Ravel Shaya, Marchikin, Mishor Tam, Chamishimama, you get away from a short tam, 50 amos, um muad, kim lo'enab, and you get away from a short muad as far as you can see. What is a short tam? What is a short muad? This um, gets into babakama kind of stuff. So a short tam is basically just a regular ox who has never gored anybody. Um, and we don't assume that he's going to gore anybody. So uh, Rav Shai said a short tam, um, you nonetheless stay away 50 amos from a short tam. But a short muad, a short muad is a, an, an ox who has gored but not killed anybody but has nonetheless gored three people, well, three times, and was warned three times. So that is what's called a shor mu'ad. So a shor mu'ad, a warned shor, a warned ox, um, you should get away as far as you can until it's out of sight. So if you're praying and you see an ox, get away. Tana Mishmed Rabbi Meir, they taught in the name of Rabbi Meir, Reish Torah Bidakula, if the head of an ox is like in its feeding basket, so it's in the middle of eating, slik agra. You better run up to the roof, and hide the ladder. Meaning, that could be a very uh, dangerous situation if the, um, yeah, feeding time for the oxen. Okay? Now, Shmuel points out, however, that running up to the roof and hiding the ladder is really only talking about a black ox during the month of Nisan. Bain kind of because during the month of Nisan, the Satan is um, dancing in between the horns of black oxen. Oh, Tanura, Banan. So here we go, friends. Um, you have lucked out and you have another story of everyone's favorite, Rabbi Hanina Bendosa. Tanura, Banan, Maisev, Makom Echad, Shaya, Arod. There was a story in one place, there was an Arod. Now, you know, if anybody could remember back, which I'm sure this is probably most people, from Daftes Amud Beis. Interesting, it feels like Daftes Amud Beis keeps on coming up in our flashbacks. But anyways, we said over there, Rabbi Akiva's opinion was that you could start saying Kriyashma when you could tell the difference between a donkey and an arod. And Rashi defined an arod as a wild donkey. Now over here, however, he is defining an arod from some kind of cross between a snake and a frog. So some kind of reptile. So I wonder why the inconsistency over there. But in any event, there was some place where there was some kind of reptile that was um, basically biting and killing people. So they went and they told Rabbi Hanina Bendosa, hey, there's this reptile that's going around and killing people. He said to them, show me where it's whole, right? Show, show me where it lives. They showed him it's whole. 
he covered the hole with his heel, and the Arod bit Rabbi Hanina Medosa's heel and then immediately died. Umes also Arod, and that this reptile died. Notlu Nitalo al he then put the reptile on his shoulders, and he schlepped it to the Besa Medrish. He said to them, you know, guys, look, you know, I want, I want you to, to learn something here. Ain a road mamis, el achet mamis. It is not the, 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 this reptile that's killing people because it didn't kill me, so it's clearly not the reptile. Rather, it's the sin that kills, right? So, so rather, I guess the idea is, uh, you know, make sure that you're, that you're doing the right thing and you have nothing to worry about. Bososha, Amru, they said at that time, Oilo la adam shepagabo arod. Woe is to the person who has an unfortunate encounter with this reptile. And woe is to this reptile that has an unfortunate encounter with Rabbi Hanina Bendosa. Okay. Says the Mishnah, In the second bracha of Shmon Eswe. And then we ask, for rain in the bracha of Baruch right? So we mention rain in the second bracha of Shemona Esrei, right? We're not asking for rain over there, we're just mentioning that God is so great that He brings rain. And then in the bracha of Baruch we then actually ask that God should bring rain, like it is raining today, okay? And um, we say, right? And we say, in the bracha of Chonin Adas, Rabbi Kiva Omer, Omer bracha reviz b'fnei atzma. Rabbi Kiva says that no, we actually say, we actually say, atachon um, atanu as a completely separate bracha. Rabbi Eliezer, Omer b'hoda, Rabbi Eliezer says that we say, havdala um, in modim. Says the Gemara, maskein gvoros keshamim. Okay, so we mention um, the mashavurach moed ageshem in the second bracha of Shmona Esrei and Tchias Amesin. My time, how come, um, how come, um, um, because it's like bringing back the dead, so we, we put it in the bracha about bringing back the dead. I assume that what it means is that, you know, at the end of the summer, when the winter starts and we need rain, everything's very, very dry. Then the rain comes and everything kind of comes to life and becomes green. Um, great. And we talk and say, um, there we actually ask for rain. My time, how come we have in that specific bracha? So I'm Rav Yosef. So the bracha of Baruch is a bracha where is the blessing in Shemun where, where we pray for uh, uh, um, our sustenance, right? That, that we should be able to make a living and be able to sustain ourselves. So because Rain is basically the root of our sustenance. It allows us food that we can eat and remain alive. So, um, therefore, we pray for rain in the bracha of Baruch Aleinu, where we pray for Panasa. Havdala b'chonin adas, my taima. How come um, um, the bracha of chonin adas is the appropriate place for um, Havdala? So, Amr of Yosef, mitokshi chachma kivau b'birkas chachma. Because... Um, Havdalah, being able to differentiate between things, 
right? It says Rashi, "Mitoshi Chokma, Hachacham Yodei Lavdiel Ben Kodesh Lachol Ben Tamei Latar." A wise person, a person with wisdom, knows how to tell the difference between uh, something that is holy, something, something that is unholy, something that is pure, something that is impure. Right? The, the ability to distinguish between things is is a, is a is something connected to wisdom. So therefore, we put um, Havdala, which is basically differentiating between Shabbos, which is holy, and the week which is not holy. Not necessarily unholy, but it's not holy per se. So, so we do this um, distinction in the bracha where we pray for wisdom. Whereas the chacham say, the rabbanon say that because it is a um, basically we're, we're we're making a separation between the Shabbos and the weekday, so we put it in the first bracha of the weekday Shmona Esrei. Amar bi'ami gedola deya shnitna betchilas bracha shalchol. Rabbi Ami says that knowledge is so great that it's put, it's, you know, it's the first blessing of the weekday blessings. From Rabbi Ami, Gedola Dea, Shnitna Ben Shte Osios. Rabbi Ami says, uh, additionally, knowledge is so great that it is put sandwiched between two of God's names. Shneemar, as the Pasuk says in Shmuel, Kikel Deos Hashem, that God is a God of knowledge. And anybody who doesn't have knowledge, it is, it is forbidden to have mercy upon that individual. Shinamar, as the puzzle says, ki lo am binos hu, that they are not a nation of understanding, alkein lo yirachamenu oseu, therefore um, its um, maker will not have mercy upon it. Amar bi'alazar, zaktor bi'alazar, gadol mikadesh, Mikdash Shinasan Ben Bez Osios that the Bez Amikdash is so great that it's put between two mentionings of God's names Shenemar Paalta Hashem Mikdash Hashem right this is at the end of Az Yashir it says right so so um anyways so the word Mikdash is is between two names of God. Anybody who has knowledge, it's as if the Beis HaMikdash is built in his days. Um, why is that? Because because knowledge was given between two names of God. And Mikdash was placed, was mentioned between two names of God. So just like um, knowledge is, so therefore anybody who has knowledge, it's like the temple has been built in his days. Maskif la. Rav Acha Karchina'a. So Rav Acha Karchina'a asked the following question. Well, then should we also say that vengeance is also a really great thing because it's between two names of God. Shinemar, as the Pazuk says, Kel Nekamos Hashem. God is a God of vengeance. On my lay, so um, he said to him, I guess Rav Lazar uh, said to him, in, yeah, yeah, it's true. Vengeance, there, there's a place for that as well. Bimilsa Mia Gidola who. Um, you know, when 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 vengeance is is you know in the pro, in its proper context, it's a great thing. Ula, this is what Ula said. halalu lama. Right? Why does it say kel nekamos Hashem kel nekamos Sophia? Right? Right? God is a God of vengeance, and may the God of vengeance um, reveal Himself. So how come we have these two vengeances? So achas achas Right? One for good and one one for bad. The tova. What's an example of the tova? The tova. The hofia mehar paran. Right, that when it says that God uh, came to give the Torah from Paran because He offered it first, and then sort of they, um, what does Rashi say? Hofia gila Right, that when they didn't um, accept the uh, Torah, 
So then he kind of made their uh, money hefker, right? Because he, as Rashi points out, I think it was Rashi who pointed out, that basically, you know, if we look at the halachos of Nezikin, so a shore uh, a, a, that belongs to a Jew that um, damages the shore that belongs to a non-Jew, I believe that Midoraisa um, is not chayev to um, pay for those damages. Okay? And fine. Lira'a, where do we see um, um, vengeance for bad? Tichsev, kelnekamos Hashem, kelnekamos Sophia, that that is a reference to sort of a negative sort of vengeance. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Omra Bracha Revius Chule. So Rabbi Akiva says that you say um, Havdala as a completely separate Bracha. You don't say it as part of Chonin Adas. Okay. Omer of Shem Bar Abba Lev Yochanan. So if Shem Bar Abba said to Yochanan, Michdei. Anshik Knesset Zagadola, Tignu Lem Nisrael. So the Anshik Knesset Zagadola established for um, the Yidin. Okay. Brachos Utfilos, Kedushos Vavdalos. So blessings. Prayers, um, kedushos like kiddush and stuff, Avdalos and also avdala, which is interesting. So it sounds like until, so. First of all, who were the anshe knesses gedola? Firstly, I don't really know, but I kind of maybe know a little. So the first mission of Pirkei Avos says that right, Moshe kibel Torah mi Sinai. Moshe got the uh, Torah from Sinai. He gave it to Yoshua. Yoshua gave it to the elders. The elders. Uh, gave it to the prophets, and then after the prophets, it went to the Anshe Knesset Sagadola. Okay, so they were sort of um, the 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 next people to accept the Torah after the prophets, and you know, then pass it on to uh, some other people. So so now certain notable figures in the Anshe Knesset Sagadola, I believe, were Ezra, uh, I think Mordechai from the from uh, Megillah fame, from Purim fame, uh, I think was part of the Anshe Knesset Sagadola. So I guess it was these kind of people. Um, you know, that were living kind of during the second, the second temple, or I guess Mordechai was during the first temple. You know, I guess, yeah, that, that was all these kind of those people. And it sounds like they were the ones who sort of instituted brachos and prayers and stuff. I guess the implication being that before then, people didn't necessarily make brachos or pray. I can't say that for sure, but I think that might be the implication, right? If they're the one who established them. Now, another interesting thing here is that we had said, I believe on, uh, what was it, Chavtesim Bez or something like that, that on Chavtesim Bez, it says all the way at the bottom, that Shimon Apakuli, his dear Shimon Esther, Brachos of Nirabang Amliel, Alaseda, Riyabna. It sounded like um, Tfilos, that you know, the Shimon Esther was actually established during the days of Rabban Gamliel, who was a Tana. So he came a little bit later, even after the Zugos and stuff. So, so, that, was, so that was uh, interesting, like where exactly, because over here we're talking about, you know, how already from the time of the Anshe Knesset Zagadola, you know, they had Havdalah in Chonen Adas. So it sounded like Chonen Adas already existed during the time of the Anshe Knesset Zagadola, yet we said a few days ago, that it was established by, you know, during the days of Rabbi Gamliel. So, honestly, I don't really have an answer for that. But anyways, so the Gemara says, Nechzei heichan takun. So let us see where, so basically, we have this machlokus now, was Atachonantanu in Chonin Adas? Was it in um, a separate bracha on its own? Was it in Modim? Well, why don't we just see? Well, Rabbi Yochanan, so Shem Barab asked Rabbi Yochanan, well, how did Dan Sheknesis Agadola establish it? Did they do it in Chonin Adas? Did they do it as a separate bracha? What, what did they do? So Amale, so Yochanan said to him, Batrila Kvaua Betfila. Initially, they had established it in Tfila, in the Shmon Asre. Ashiru, but then the Yidin became a shtikol wealthier, Kivaua Alakos. So they established that you should say Abdullah um, on a glass of wine. Heenu. The Yidin then once again became poor. So, so then they said, okay, well, we can't make people say it over a glass of wine because they might not be able to afford a glass of wine. So they put it back into the tefillah. And it sounds like, basically, I think, so Rashi explains that the idea is that when they then put it back into the tefillah, they forgot exactly where it used to be in the tefillah, which is why there's now a machlokas. 
Okay. And I guess at a later point, they once again became wealthier to be able to afford to um, make Havdalah on a glass of wine. So they said, And at that point, they said, okay, so, so you do Havdalah twice. You do it and you say, but you also say Havdalah um, once again on a glass of wine. It was also stated, that the Anshek Nesses Agadola established for the Yidin blessings, prayers, uh, kiddushes, and Avdalas. Initially, they established um, um, Avdala to be in the middle of Shemona Esrei. They became wealthier. So they, they said, okay, we're going to say Avdala now on a glass of wine. They once again became poor, so they said, okay, don't do it on a glass of wine. Let's just say Havdalah in Shmona Esrei. I guess then at a later point, they became wealthier again where they were able to afford um, uh, to buy wine. And they said, somebody who makes Havdalah in um, um, their Shmona Esrei, they also have to Make Havdalah on a glass of wine. It Marnami, it was also stated, Rab of Rav Yosef, the Rabbi and Rav Yosef say that somebody who makes Havdalah in Shmon Esrei needs to make Havdalah on a glass of wine. Amar Rabba, and Rabba says, and the interesting thing is, so the, the Gilion changes Rabba to Rabba. So uh, Rabba says, the interesting thing is, you know, we're saying that somebody who says Havdalah in Shmon Esrei needs to also say it on a glass of wine, but the funny thing is, there's actually a Brisa. That contradicts us. Ha, 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 ha. Ta. And the Bryce says that if you made a mistake, and he didn't say, in the second bracha of Shmon Esrei, and he didn't say, in Baruch Aleinu, we make him go back to the beginning of Shmon Esrei. But if he forgets to say, so we don't make him go back to the beginning. Because he's able to say it on a glass of wine, right? Which implies that he doesn't have to. You know, if he forgets to say it in Shmonese, so he doesn't have to repeat Shmonese, because don't worry, you can just say it on, make it up uh, on a glass of wine. But, you know, it, it sounds like it's uh, optional. If he would have said it in, if he would have said in Shmonese, then he wouldn't have to say uh, uh, on a glass of wine. So uh, Rav Yosef then Don't say because he's able to say it on a glass of wine. Rather say because he is going to be saying it on a glass of wine. So we see that you actually do need to uh, say Avdala on a glass of wine, even if you've already said it in Shmon Esrei. It Marnami was also stated. Amar Binyamin Bar Yefes said Rav Binyamin Bar Yefes Shal Rav Yosef Rav Yochanan Betzidan. So Rabbi Yossi asked Rabbi Yochanan in Sidon, Ve'amrila Rabbi Shim ben Yankiv deminsur es Rabbi Yochanan. Some say it was talking Rabbi Shim ben Yankiv asked, uh, from Tzur asked Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, in any event, what did this person ask Rabbi Yochanan? Ve'ana Shamis, and I heard what he asked, and he asked, Hamavdo betfilat sarich she'avdil ala kos? Oh no. Somebody who says, Abdallah in Shmonesri, does he have to say Abdallah on a glass of wine or not? Ve'amrile, and he said to him, Yes, he does need to make Avdala on a glass of wine. So what do you guys say? If you say Avdala in Shmon Esrei, do you have to make it on a glass of wine? Of course. Great. Ibai Yalehu, Ma'u 
What if somebody already said, what, what, if, what if somebody says Havdalah first, right? It happens, right? You first say Havdalah, you didn't yet have Marv, now you're going to have Marv afterwards. Do you say Atachonantanu and Shmona Esrei, right? Once you've already actually said Havdalah Alakos. So Amr of Nachum Bayitzchak Kavachomer. So Nachum Bayitzchak says it's Taka Kavachomer. Mitfila, from Tfila. Umatfila Dekar Takanta He. So if Tfila, if the main, uh, or I guess maybe like the original um, 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 thing was to say Havdala in Tfila, so that makes it, I guess, like the main thing, somehow like more important or something. And still we say that even though you already said Havdala um, in your Tfila, you still need to say it on a glass of wine. So Amavdil Alakos Takantahi. But so somebody who makes Avdala on a glass of wine, which isn't the main institution, I think that's what I was looking for, of Avdala, certainly he should have to say a Havdala in prayer. Okay, I'm not exactly sure why like Havdala al uh, in Tfila is like the main one. I don't know, maybe because it was the original or something. I don't know. Fine. Fine. So if you say uh, Havdala um, first on a glass of wine, and then you'd have Mariv, you would still say Atachonantanu in Shmonasri. Okay. Tani Rabbi Acha Aricha Kame de Ravchinina. So Rabbi Acha Aricha taught in front of Ravchinina. Hamabdu betfila Mishubach Yoser Mimishi Avdala Lakos. Wow, very fancy. Somebody who says Havdala in Shmona Esrei is, is more um, uh, praiseworthy. It's more praiseworthy than saying um, only Havdala on a glass of wine. But if he does it in both, that is mamish the best. He'll get all sorts of great brachas. So, so, so what do we see? So we see that, you know, you can theoretically just make one of them, right? 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 Um, Rabbi Acha Aricha is saying that, you know, if you just do it on Shmon Esrei, it's fine. If you just do it on a glass of wine, it's fine, right? And Taka Shmon Esrei is a little bit better than just doing it on wine. But if you do both, that's mamish the best you could possibly do. So now the Gemara says, Hagufa Kasha. This is inherently... Um, questionable, because you started out by saying that, you know, if you do only one of the two, right, so if you only do Havdala, right, in but you don't um, make Havdala on a glass of wine, so Mishubach, that is better than if you would only make Havdala on a glass of wine and not make Havdala on, um, uh, in your Shmon Esrei at all. So sagi, which means that if you only made havdala in Shmon Esrei, that would be enough. You wouldn't have to make havdala alakos. Well, then here's the problem. That if he makes havdala, however, in both Shmon Esrei and on a glass of wine, then he should be blessed. Well, not really. Once already he's yotze by just saying havdala on uh, in Shmona Esrei, well then ipater. Well then he's potter now from saying havdala. He's done. He doesn't need to say havdala anymore. Vehavya bracha sheina which means that then when you go home and you say havdala in a glass of wine, it's a bracha sheina tzricha. It's a bracha that right that is not needed. Right. Rav said some people say it was Rish Lakish, some say both of them, Taka said, that anybody who makes a bracha that is not needed violates the mitzvah losa say of don't mention God's name in vain. 
So, okay, so like, if you're saying that, you know, if you only make Abrach, if you only make Abdallah in Shemona Esrei, that works, well, then you shouldn't be making it on a glass of wine because it's not necessary and it's a Brach Hashin Etzricham. We don't make Brach Hashin Etzrichas. Ele'emahachi, no, rather you got to say it like this. No, rather, if you only make a bracha on one and not on the other, then that's better. Because if you make a bracha in both, according to Rav Acha Aricha, you would be violating, you'd be in trouble because you'd be making a bracha shenetzricha. Now, we must paskin that, um, yeah, I don't know why exactly. I mean, yeah, I guess we must paskin that, you know, just saying, Havdalah in, in, in Shmoneser really isn't necessarily enough. Because also, like, you know, I think we say that, that, that you don't eat anything on Motsari Shabbos until after you make Havdalah on a glass of wine. So it does sound like there's some stronger thing to making Havdalah on a glass of wine that, that, that's the better one. Which is also interesting because, you know, Nachum Bar Yitzchak was taken for granted before that for some reason the Havdalah in Shmoneser seems to be the more significant one. But I don't know. In any event, um, yeah, there, there, there must be some kind of uh, added value to saying bracha, uh, saying Abdullah on a glass of wine. Okay, and I guess it's the machlokas here. Kilu Ravacha Aricha would say that you know you only need to do either or, but I guess we seem to assume that um, no, you you would do both. Although the, the the more important one seems to be the the bracha on on the glass of wine actually, right? Because if you don't say Abdullah in Shmona Esrei, don't worry about it because you're going to be making Abdallah on a glass of wine. But even if you do say Abdallah in Shemona Esra, you would still make Abdallah on a glass of wine. Okay. Fine. Ba'amine Rav Chizda Rav Sheshes. So Rav Chizda asks a kasha from Rav Sheshes. Okay. Ta'abazo uvazo mahu. So if you um, made a mistake and you didn't make either one. So the way I understand it, because this is also, I, if I'm not mistaken, the halacha, is that if basically you do malacha on Motsari Shabbos and you didn't, um, say Avdallah either in Shmona Esrei or on a glass of wine, what do you do, right? And that's how you made a mistake on both. Like, Kilu, you went straight into um, um, the weekday doing Malacha without doing either kind of Avdallah. So, Omar, um, So he says, if you make a mistake of both of them, you have to go back and re- repeat Shmona Esrei. And I believe that this is the Alacha. That Kilu, if you forget to say, and then you do malacha before saying Abdallah on a glass of wine, you have to then repeat your Shmon Esrei, right? So we only say that you don't repeat your Shmon Esrei if you then go straight, if you do Abdallah on a glass of wine before doing any malacha. But if you forget Abdallah in your Shmon Esrei, I think what you would do is you would say Amavdam in Kodesh Lechol. And once you say Amavdam in Kodesh Lechol, then you could do malacha. That, that, that counts as Kilu saying Abdallah. And then you would do Abdallah alakos. Um, but at that point, you could already do malach, and if you do malach, you don't have to repeat shmoneh. So if you said hamavdim mikodesh lechol, Amalei Ravina le Rava. So Ravina said to Rava, Hilchasamai, knew what's the halacha. Amalei said to him, Ki kiddush, it's taka like kiddush. Ma kiddush afagav de mikodesh b'tzlosa mikodesh akasa. Just like by kiddush, even though he uh, said kiddush in his shmoneh um, esrei, right? By chula shemayim va'aretz, he says that in his shmoneh esrei on Friday night, he still says kiddush when he gets back home. So. Um, even though he already said Abdullah on in his in his um Shmonasri at Marif, he still says Abdullah on a glass of wine. Cool. Now this next um bit of Gemara is like a shtickle choppy. I'll tell you the flow is just a stickle choppy. So um I hope you like choppy. Rabbi Lezer Omar So Rabbi Lezer says that Yutaka say Abdullah in um the bracha of modim, okay, very fancy. Rabbi Zera Avirachiv Chamra. 
So Reb Zera was riding on a donkey. Okay? And Rechia by Oven was traveling behind him. Omerle, so now I think Rabbi Zera asked Rabbi Bar Oven, Is it true what they say in the name of Rabbi Yochanan? That the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer, that we say Avdallah in Modim, in a situation where we have a Yomtif that falls out on Sunday. Because when you have a Yomtif that falls out on Sunday, so you're not going to be saying a weekday Shmona Esrei in Mariv on Saturday night because it's Yomtif. So, so there's no Atachonin. So is it true that Rabbi Yochanan says that the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer in that case, that you would say Havdalah in Modim? So skip the next three words. So then Rabbi Zera continues in his question. He says, Halacha mechlal de plige. Now, this, is, this comes up sometimes in the Gemara. This, right, halacha, if we say the halacha is X, well then that implies that um, there were other options that the halacha might be, and we're saying the halacha is not like those other options, rather it's like, you know, the halacha is X, right? So Rabbi Zera is saying, from the fact that Rabbi Yochanan apparently said that the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer, that we say Abdallah in, in um, uh, Modim, that implies that there would be other options for when we would say Havdalah. But is that really true? Um, you know, is, are there any other options? Now the Gemara says, what do you mean? Are there other any options? Of course, there's the Chachamim, there's Rabbi Akiva, right? Velo Plige, there's nobody who argues on Rabbi Eliezer. Velo Plige Rabbanon, but the Rabbanon argue. Now, of course, the Rabbanon say that you would say Adas. Now, that's not relevant over here because there's no Chonin Adas, but okay, Beseder. But uh, I don't know, Gemara is just saying, well, the fact is, the matter is that there are people who argue on Rabbi Eliezer. Okay. But Amar, the Pligi Rabban, Bishayim Mosashana, Biyom Tachalios Achar Shabbos, Mi Pligi, Bidiu. Kilu, the Chacham only argue on a regular Saturday night where you could say Abdallah in Atachon Antanu, right? But here, you know, you can't say Atachon Antanu, so Mistama, they would agree with Rabbi right? So they're irrelevant over here, right? So, because obviously we're not going to say in Atachon uh, Adas because there's no Chonin Adas. Okay, fine. So the Chacham aren't relevant here, fine. But Palag Rabbi Akiva, what about Rabbi Akiva? Maybe uh, on Yant- when Yantif falls out on, on Motzei Shabbos, I'll say Havdalah as a completely separate bracha, like Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, yeah, but that also isn't really um, an option because Do we ever hold like Rabbi Akiva to make it a bracha, a separate bracha uh, in its own right that all of a sudden now on Motzei Shabbos that when Yonta falls out Motzei Shabbos will make it a separate bracha? Because after all, how come we don't? There's a reason why we don't do like Rabbi Akiva the entire year. Because we only, because the Chacham established 18 brachas, they didn't establish 19 brachas, right? So right? the rabbis established that there should be 7 brachas uh, on Yom Tev Shmon Esrei, not 8. So of course we're not going to do like Rabbi Akiva either, okay? So, 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 um, the question is, why did Rabbi Yochanan apparently have to say that the halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer as if there were other options we could go by? The only other potential options would be the Chachamim and Rabbi Akiva who are both irrelevant. So now, so Rabbi Chia Bar Oven basically answers him, Amalei, lav halacha itmar elam matin itmar. Okay, so Rabbi Chia Bar Oven said that, well, Rabbi Yochanan didn't say that the halacha is like Rabbi 
like Rabbi Eliezer, rather Matin Rabbi Eliezer. So Rashi points out that there are three different ways that you could say that like the halacha is like somebody, right? One would be to say that the halacha is like him. That means that like we'd be willing to stand up in front of an entire, you know, congregation and say this is the halacha. The other option is matin. Matin means that we wouldn't get up and you know, publicly say that this is the halacha, but on an individual basis, if somebody would come to us and say, what's the halacha? So we would say, this is the halacha, but we wouldn't sort of tell the, the multitudes. There's also another way of referencing this, which I for, assume is the same thing. Uh, it's called halacha ve'en morin kain, right? This is the halacha, but we, don't, um, we wouldn't uh, tell you to do that. Although halacha ve'en morin kain, yeah, I think it means like uh, in barabim, but if somebody would come, then... then no, actually, I think Allah Chavein Morikeh would actually be, be actually the, the next one, which would be called Nirin. And Nirin is basically if, um, you know, somebody, somebody came and asked us, we wouldn't tell him that that's the Allah But if he did it, then Beseder, it's okay. Um, so that's what Nirin is. Okay, so now, so, 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 so here we go. So, Rabbi Chia Bar-Avin basically says, look, Rabbi Yochanan didn't say that the Halacha is like Rabbi Yezer. He just said that, you know, Matin Krabbeliezer, Kilo. If somebody would come and ask him, then he would say it's like Krabbeliezer, but he wouldn't tell in the public. Then what would he tell in the public? I don't really know. Um, that's, that's why I don't really understand the flow over here. But okay, he wouldn't say that the Allah is like Krabbeliezer. He would say Matin. I don't know why that makes it any different. Um, why that, you know, I don't know. But still, like Matin as if like there are other options. I don't know. Um, fine, Beseder. Ela Matin, Itmar. Itmar, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar, Abdimi Omar, Mishum Rabbeinu. Rabbi said the name of Rav Halacha Ve'amr le'matin Okay, that the Halacha is like Rabbi Some say it's Matin Rabbi Okay, fine Rabbi Yochanan Amr Modim Okay, Rabbi Yochanan said that the, That the Chacham actually admit to Rabbi Eliezer That on Yom Tif that falls out On Motzei Shabbos That you would say it in Hoda'a So I guess that, okay Fine, I guess it's kind of similar to Halacha Like if they admit to him so Then certainly the Halacha is like him, I guess Rabbi Abba Amar Nirin, Chibar Abba said that it's Nirin, which means that uh, Rabbi Yochanan said that uh, we wouldn't even actually tell people to do like, uh, like, like um, Rabbi Eliezer, even if they came on an individual basis and asked us. But if they had already done like Rabbi Eliezer and done it in Modim, then we would say, okay, don't worry about it. Okay, so then, you know, if we're not saying that it's like Rabbi Eliezer, then, 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 then what do we do? What, what do we do about Havdalah? On Yom Tetefazah on Motzei Shabbos, Amr Abzera Nikot Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Biyadach, and Rabbi Zera said, out of all these different opinions about what Rabbi Yochanan said about you know Matin, Nirin, Halacha, Modim, all that stuff, go with Rabbi Chia Bar Abba's um, um, version, which is um, which is Nirin, okay. The Diak Vigamr Shmaitam in Pumwe Demara Shapir, because Rabbi Chia Bar Abba, out of all of the students of Rabbi Yochanan, he was Mamish Mamish Medayik in what Rabbi Yochanan said. You know, something like this, when we're not sure if he said Nirin or Halacha or Modim or, you know, Matin, if, you know, when this word becomes extremely significant, such as here, go with Rabbi Chia Bar Abba's version because he, he, he's extremely trustworthy when it comes to the details of what Rabbi Yochanan said. Kirachba de Pumpadisa, just like Rachba of Pumpadisa, who was also really, really um, midayik on the words that he would say. Dama Rachba, Amr Abihuda, said Rabihuda, Harabais, Stab, Kaful, Haya, Vaya Stab, Lifnim, Stab, that um, the benches in the courtyard of the Beis Amikdash, there were basically two rows of benches, and um, it, it's just a very detailed thing that Rachba said that the words that Rabbi Yehuda said was stav lifdim mistav as opposed to the general way of quoting Rabbi Yehuda, which is itztibaos, right? That itztibaos lifdim itztibaos, I believe. 
right? Or itztaba, agav itztaba. But the point is that um, Rachba specifically said, no, it wasn't the word itztaba, it was the word stav. Okay, fine, very good. So we see that he was also somebody who was very medayik in what his teacher said. Amr of Yosef, okay, great. Good, if anybody spaced out for the last minute, you know, while things were like choppy and weird, yeah, that's over now. You can now get back to focusing and having fun, okay? Amr of Yosef, Okay, I don't know this, I don't know that, I don't know Matin, I don't know Modim, I don't know all this confusing technical choppy stuff. This is what I know. That Rav and Shmuel prepared for us this pearl in Bavel. What is this pearl? This might be familiar to some people. That God, you have let us know the rules of your righteousness. And you have taught us to do the statutes of your desire. And you have um, bequeathed to us times of happiness and holidays of, I don't know, probably like, can you bring like Korbanos Nedava maybe? And you have given us Kedusha Shabbos v'chavod mo'ed, the holiness of Shabbos and the honor of the times. V'chagigas haregel, and the celebration of the holidays, of the festivals. Ben Kedusha Shabbos v'kedusha Yom Tov v'vdalta. You have separated between the holiness of Shabbos and the holiness of Yom Tov. And you have um, made holy the seventh day, right, Shabbos, from the days of doing. Hivdalta v'kidashta as yo as amcha yisab v'kedusha secha. You have separated and made holy your nation Israel in your holiness. And then you continue on your prayer, i.e., you include it in the first, in, in the, well, on Yom Tif, there's only one bracha there in between the first three and the last three brachas of Shemun Esrei. So in that one bracha, you figure out how to shtup it in Darton. Okay, very, very good. And that's what we do, Lemaise. So if you're wondering, if you don't do like Rabbi Yezir, what do we do? We do it like this, which I guess is kind of similar to what the Chacham's opinion is, you know, in terms of including it in Tichon and Adas. So you include it right in the first bracha, uh, right? Right in general, we include it into the first bracha of the Shmon Esrei, of the weekday Shmon Esrei. So you also include it in the first bracha, really the only bracha of the um, Yom Tiv Shmon Esrei. Okay, very good. Ha'omer al-Kansipor, Yagir Rachamecha. Oh, so the Mishnah says that if somebody says in his prayer that, well, God, you are so amazing, you're so mer- merciful that your mercy even extends to um, the nest of a bird, right? Because of course, Shiloh and there's a mitzvah that you have to send away the mother bird when you want to take the um, eggs, right? So we don't want the mother bird to feel bad, I guess, when you steal the eggs in front of her. So God even has mercy on um, birds. Um, that is why we send it away. And on the good shall your name be remembered. Modim, modim. If he says modim in Shmon Esrei twice, Mishatkin um, also, in any of these examples, we silence him. I understand. So it says the Gemara, I understand if he says modim twice. So we silence him. Because it seems like he's praying to two gods, right? Modim, I thank you to you and thank you to you, right? To this God and to that God. And on the good, your name should be remembered. So Nami, I also get why, why you silence him. Right, Mashma al Atova It sounds like we only um, mention, remember God for the good things and not for the bad things. Utanan, and yet we have a Mishnah later on in our Masechta. A person needs to bless God for the bad, just like he blesses for the good. So fine, I get why we would silence for those two things. My timer. So what? What's the problem with saying that God, you're so merciful that you even have mercy? On the nest of a bird. That sounds like a really beautiful thing. 
So pligi batre amorai b'ma'arava. So in Eretz Yisrael, there are two amorai mutaka argue about how to understand this. Rabbi Yossi bar Avin, Rabbi Yossi bar Zvida. One of them says because you're going to have create jealousy among the creations of uh, of, of the world, right? Because they're going to say, why does God only have uh, mercy on the birds? What about the other creations? And one of them said, he says because by by saying you make it as if like the mitzvahs are you know so you know beautiful they do that because they're so spiritual because God is such a merciful God no that's not why there's the mitzvahs not, it's not why we do the mitzvahs right we do the mitzvahs because we do the mitzvahs that's it because God said so we do them very good Rashi says right Amidosav he says mitzvosav right he didn't make mitzvahs because of mercy to make uh, um, you know laws for the yidden, lodia to let it be known shame avadav mitzvosav that they are his servants and those who guard his mitzvahs ukzeros chukosav and you know his chukim the things that we don't necessarily understand even the things that the Satan that right, that Satan and the um, idol worshippers could say, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't understand why uh, you know you don't wear wool and linen together, right? But still, we do them because God said that we do them. There was a certain individual, um, a certain fellow, who was um, the chazan by Rabbah, right? Dinachis, he went down because Hashem, and he was a chazan in front of Rabbah. Now, if you'll remember, Taka on Yudal Ramabez, there was another um, unfortunate fellow who had the uh, unfortunate fortune of uh, being the chazan, where he said MS twice, and, and Rabbah was like, oh, look at this guy, MS, 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 right? He kind of made fun of him for saying MS twice. So here also, this guy said, Vamar said, Ata chasta kansipor, Ata chuzrachim aleinu. And this fellow said, God, you are so merciful that you had mercy on the um, nest of a bird. So please also have mercy upon us. Amar Rabbah, Rabbah said, Kama yada in the mare. He says, wow, this little guy, he really knows how to praise God. Right? So Amar Abai, Tanan, Abai said to Rabbah, I mean, the Mishnah, doesn't the Mishnah just say that we silence him? Not that we should be sarcastic towards him. So Rabbah knew the Mishnah. He was actually just wanted to um, sharpen Abaye to see if he would hop that, um, that, that yes, you know, the, the, the solution is in fact just to silence him, not to be sarcastic. There was um, a fellow who was the Chazan by Rabbi Chanina. Omar, Hakel, Agadol, Agibor, Vanora, Okay, so he started the Shmoneso and, and instead of just saying, as we say, you know, he then added on his own little um, flourishes. So, so Rebchanina waited for him to finish his uh, sort of praise. So, and when he finished, No, are you finished? Have you finished all your uh, praise? What do we need all these extra words? Anon, Hanetlas da Amrinon, Ilav da Amrinu, Moshe Rabbeinu be Oraisa, be Osu Ancheknesis Agadola, be Sakninu be Tvila, Lo Avinon Yechol Nemeimalu. These three words that we say, Akel, Hagadol, Agibor, Vanora, if not for the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu already mentioned it in the Torah, right, when he says, right, Akel, Hagadol, Agibor, Vanora, Sheloisa, Fonim, Velikach, Shochan, and then um, Ezra then said those three adjectives in, 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 in his prayer when he prayed, 
we wouldn't be able to even say those things, right? Right. The fact that we can even say these three adjectives um, are are because we have specific allowances to say them. Don't just go on adding your own silly uh, adjectives. Vat Kuli Hai, you're saying all of these ve'azalt and going. Mashal Melech Basar Vadam, it's a uh, parable to a king of flesh and blood. Shailo Elif Alfe Alafim Dinrezov, that he had, you know, unlimited wealth essentially, he had thousands upon thousands of gold coins. But Mikalsan also Bishal Kesef. And everyone would praise him, he has so much silver. Right? It's, it's beneath him, it, it, it's embarrassing to him. Silver. He's got unlimited, uh, you know, amounts of gold. That's what you should be praising him about. So also like, you know, every praise of God is also a limitation, right? Meaning when you have to, you know, limit God into a word, so it's a limitation, right? Without Outside of words, he's, he's beyond words, he's, he's infinite. You know, to say the word gadol, that's, that's kind of limiting him into this word gadol, implying that he's gadol, he's not something else, right? So if not for the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu said it, and then Ezra said it, we wouldn't be able to say these things. But only because they allowed us to say it, that's why we can, you know, use those words. This might be. This is relatively famous. Everything is in the hands of God, other than fear of God itself. As it says, and now Israel. What does God ask from you? He asks you to fear. Right. That is the only thing that is beyond God's control. Is how much you will fear Him. That is up to you. Now the Gemara asks. Is Yerushalayim such a small thing? Right? What does God ask for you? He just asked for you to fear Him. What is fearing God such a small thing? The only thing that God has in His in His treasury is Yerushalayim from I guess all the all the human beings, right? So it's a it's a significant thing. It's a chashuv thing. It's a hard thing, right? That fear of God is God's uh, treasury. So in the Gabi, so the Gemara says in yeah, it it is in a certain sense a simple thing. The Gabi Moshe milsa zutrasai for Moshe it's a simple thing because he was a Yarishmaim it came naturally to him. Dom Reb Chanina Moshe Adam Shemavakshim Imenu Kligado Vyeishlo Dom Alav Klikaton Katan Veinlo Dom Alav Kligado very very cool line right that you know if you if you ask somebody for something significant and he has it so you know it could be very easy for him to give it you know let's say he's you know he's got. I don't know, there's a certain thing that's very valuable, but he has a lot of these things. You know, I don't know, maybe let's say you need you need a, a spare iPhone or something, and this guy, Mama, she's got like, he happens to have like five, you know, of the latest versions of the iPhone. So he's like, here, look, you can just have it. Whatever, it's not necessarily such a big deal for him. Who knows, maybe he's got some kind of deal where he can just get free iPhones, whatever it might be, you know. Yet somebody else who doesn't even have, you know, Epis, I don't know, a small little something that he needs, and you ask him for that, it's, it's basically impossible for him to give it to you because he, he doesn't even have that little thing, you know? So it's interesting that, you know, when, when we have something, it could be very easy to give, yet when we don't have something, it's like impossible to get or to give or whatever it might be. Very interesting. So, modem, modem, mishaskin also, if a person says modem twice, so we silence him. Amr abzera, kola omer shema, shema. Anybody who says Shema twice, it's basically the equivalent of somebody who says Modim twice, that you would silence him. We have a contradiction. Somebody reads Shema and repeats it. It's, it's disgraceful. So you say Shema, it's disgraceful, but we don't, we don't quiet him. And here we're saying that saying Shema twice is the same thing as saying Modim twice, and we know that Modim twice, you would, you would silence him. So, um, so right, fine. 
Low kasha, it's no problem. Hadamar milsa milsa vitanila vadamar psuka psuka vitanila. It depends. If he's saying shma shma, Yisrael, Yisrael, Hashem, Hashem, right? So if he says it like that, well, then it is, um, you know, disgraceful. It's annoying. It's weird. But he doesn't, um, but uh, you don't have to silence him. But if you say shma Yisrael, Hashem, 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 and then you repeat it, so then we silence him because it looks like he's, pray- he's saying to two gods. Um, fine. Fine, and he repeats it. But maybe, what do you mean? Maybe he said, and then repeated it because the first time he didn't have kavana. He's just saying it again to have kavana. Not that the first one's for one God and the second one's for a different God. So said Is there friendship with God? Is God your friend that you're just going to say Shema and, you know, just not really... Think it is significant enough that it should give you that you should have enough kavana. No, God's not your friend. He's your God. Meaning, I'm sure he's also a friendly God and you know all sorts of stuff. But uh, look, the, the point being that you should have uh, you should have kavana when you say Shema and you know don't repeat it twice, right? Ilo kiven daite meikara machinale b'marzafta de napocha adam mach vendaite. And if he doesn't have kavana the first time when he says Shema, so we take Epis uh, uh, um, uh, a pole. Of a, of, of a blacksmith, and we beat him up until he has kavana. Oh, so this is where we learn that, um, you know, beating somebody with an iron pole helps them uh, focus. So, yeah, it's interesting. I guess we don't need all those, like, Ritalin and, and all that, you know, whatever medications we use to focus. You can just, uh, Epis, use a, a pole. Very interesting. Anyways, this was a long one, some interesting stuff. Have a good one, and peace.